You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd. Just in case you missed last week's Tech Talk, just a reminder that the discussion with Sarah Parnell about communities of practice is now available to listen to on The Current. Also part of that Tech Talk, I was there. Why was I there? The same reason I'm going to talk to you now. We need volunteers for the 2022 UC Tech Conference, which will be presented by UC San Diego. That's right. We need your help. We have a volunteer form to sign up, and that is also available on thecurrent.ucsd.edu. We will be doing a hybridized edition, so we need volunteers who can help not just on the ground, but virtually, and also with the planning leading up to the event. Come on, you know you want to help make this happen. You know you want to be part of the team that helps us shine a light on our university in this entire conference that involves the whole UC system. But that's enough of that. It's time for our interview. Today, we've got Angie Liu talking to Ed Wade. Take it away, Angie. Hello, podcast world. This is Angie Liu, project manager, and I'm here with Ed. Hi, Ed. Hey, Angie. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Right. Let's start with your full name, title, and what you do at ITS and how long you've been at UCSD. All right. Full name, Edward Wade, but I go by Ed. My title is Senior IT Security Analyst. I've been at ITS for two years, but I've been at UCSD for five years, roughly. And I work in the Security Engineering Services team, and I'm kind of an integrator. I work with various people to engineer services that can be managed by our group, as well as hand off to other groups around campus. And a lot of it is security consulting as well. So when somebody has questions or needs guidance with some kind of a plan or project or architecture. They'll usually involve our group and we'll kind of guide them through that. Very cool. Hey, can you also share with me your mother's maiden name, your the name of your first pet or the name of your elementary school? <laughs> I'll give you one of those. Um, let's go with Flora, <laughs> Flora Vista. You can figure out what the question is for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So Ed, thanks again for coming onto the podcast. We're here to talk about your Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt project. Please share with us what it takes to get a Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt certification. Sure. So the white belt uh, is the first step, which is an overview of the concepts of Lean Six Sigma. And then you move on to the yellow belt, which is a two-day course typically, and you're also covering a lot of the, um, a little bit more in depth, some of the tools and methodology uh, involved with Lean Six Sigma. Greenbelt is done with a class usually. So I'm taking a class through UCSD extension where you actually select a project, typically one that you're involved with at work. And you measure that project to find cost savings with the completion of that project. So that is what I'm working on now. And then beyond that, you can go I think the next step is black belt. And my knowledge of that isn't too strong, but uh, yeah, I'm currently working on the green belt uh, side of it. What's the savings amount that you would have to show in order to say this project met that requirement? Do you know, I is it like a dollar figure? Yeah, I think it's um, between one of two numbers. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it's either 20,000 or 50,000. <laughs> okay. That was a big jump, I mean- but um, a lot of it is, you know, you can kind of 
play with the numbers where it was the word you can, you can more or less extrapolate the cost savings based on maybe reducing risk or liability, which is typically what we're looking at in security. Makes sense. Oh, speaking of security, I've got a cybersecurity joke for you. Let's see if you can get it, okay? (laughs) Where did the cybersecurity team go the last few days? The last few days? I have no idea. (laughs) They ran somewhere. Oh, wow. That, that's pretty good. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hold on to that one. You don't have to lie to me, Ed. I mean. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a dad. I get oh, it. Yeah? That's, a, okay, that's okay. great material. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, that's free for you, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for letting us know a little bit more about the Lean Six Sigma program and the different levels. Uh, you want to talk about actually your project. Let's let's get into that. Yeah. So my project is titled, Hello, Is It My Contact Info You're Looking For? <laughs> and we're looking at, I actually have a partner in crime in my Lean Six Sigma class, uh, Galen Davis. He also works at ITS and the multimedia side. And we are looking at the assignment of contact information for the various systems around campus. So we're looking at the tool that we use to do IP address management and hoping to improve some of the inventory aspects of that so that when security needs to find out the owner of a particular system, uh, they can rely on that information. Hmm. And this is something that comes up a lot of times with vulnerabilities and security breaches. You know, a simple example would be if a system has been breached, let's say ransomware, then you want to find out possibly in a discreet way who owns this system who should I get in contact with, possibly in a, in a secure channel? If we don't know the answer to that question, we may have to go to a lot of people to find out who owns that system or who was logged into that system when this happened. And having the information of who to contact, potentially what department it's in, helps with some of the processes that kick into gear during an incident response uh, type scenario. So that's why it's really important. It's, it's uh, governance of systems and assets that we're looking to improve with the uh, with the Six Sigma project. Hmm. How did you decide on this project? Well, I've was noticed there uh, events, or you just <laughs> yeah, or it's just something that you always knew it was a necessary thing for us to be able to actually stay secure. Kind of both. I use this tool at ITS called Splunk. It's a um, a sim tool, and you know it's definitely not the only tool that you uh, could use to do this, but it has a unique place in our enterprise where a lot of data gets fed into the system and you can do a lot of correlation. You can do a lot of, you can play with the data quite a bit. So in an effort to help reduce our risk and finding vulnerabilities on all the systems that we have on campus, I realized that the inventory database that has all these contacts is, is pretty, how do I say this, um, comes up pretty short. So, you know, I, I like to play with these various queries and these alerts and find ways to, to reduce risk and liability. And I realized this is a, a massive gap. And we've done some efforts in notifying people of, you know, various risk and vulnerabilities, but it is, you know, we're, we're looking at just a small chunk of the puzzle. So mm. that's something that, yeah, definitely like an on-the-job type of discovery through some of the stuff that I was working on. All right. Well, when will your class be completed and the project be completed? Is there an ETA? Yes, the, the class completion is, I want to say, May 4th. Um, okay. So I think that's it for all of it. <laughs> the class, the project. So that is a challenge. You know, you you have all this stuff that could be improved, 
but you have to really narrow your scope so that you're only looking at something you can, you know, viably do in two to four months. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, Right now, uh, my partner and I are in the defined phase. That's the process that we're in right now. Basically, like figuring out what specifically should we focus on, where we can make improvements and see some real measurable um, results. You said defined phase. How many phases are there in this Lean Six Sigma program? There are five. There is okay. define, measure, analyze, improve. You didn't. You didn't know I was going to test you on <laughs> on the acronym, did you? I got them. I have them all. Okay, okay. I think. Uh, improve and then control. So it's the Demaic okay. method- methodology. And really the defined phase, from what I could tell, is the most critical. You know, if it's cascading. If you do good work in the defined phase, the rest kind of follow suit. So that's where I'm at right now. So, you know, we're making sure that we're really being careful about what we commit to and what we can actually do. Makes sense. Two to four months, huh? To save twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's impressive. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but that's the hope. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. First, you got to plan, right, and then right. shoot for it. Yes. Yep. I got a joke. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> this is a project manager joke. And nice. Yes, yes. What makes <laughs> Dracula a terrible project manager? Oof. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> He always avoids the stakeholders. Wow. Nice. I don't know if I'm going to keep that one. (laughs) Fine. It wasn't as good as the other one, but I don't know why. Was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, the ransomware really resonated with me. I'm going to have to blow that one. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see if I can think of another one before this podcast is over. (laughs) But yes, thanks for letting us know about your project. Um, What are some other things that you and your other partners in crime are working on on the security team? Um, So one thing that I'm always kind of working on is uh, the SIM and the Splunk environment. So I work in security engineering services, um, but I work a lot with the incident response team, which consists of Sheena Yarberry and Ferdy Escudero. So, you know, just today, sometimes we'll have these sessions where we put our heads together and we'll have a work group. Um, Today, we had a two hour work group where we workshopped and discussed a scenario that we'd want to pull in data, do some logic uh, manipulations and parsing, and then output a result to a person, could be to a script, so it's programmatic or, or whatever. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that space. And we all have a lot of things that we're working on, but we try to make time so that we can get value out of all this data that we're, that we're storing in our SIM environment. I'm saying SIM as if everyone knows what it means. It's uh, S-I-E-M, which is Security Information Event Management. So it's a place for collecting a lot of the security information and using it for use cases such as this. Hmm, Interesting. Question. I assume some information collected is not exactly useful, right? How do you make sure you're getting the right data? Like, is it that you, you just start with what you get, then you advise to improve the logs? Like, tell me a little more about that. Oh man, that is the task right there. (laughs) Um, I was just going to (laughs) say. Yeah, that is a lot of work. You know, you might be ingesting, I don't know, a terabyte a day, but you may be getting 80% of your value out of only 50 gigabytes of that. So it is difficult. Um, That is a job that could go on forever to where you're you're really being careful about what data to target so that you can use it for you know the various queries that you that you put together and that's something that we're always looking at these days we're always adding to it so if we start working on a query and we just decide oh you know we really need this you know this information on our av logs 
uh, but we don't have it. So we have to maybe ourselves or get someone else to write a script that will pull in that information and put it into our sim and then boom, we can work with it. So that's the process that's ongoing. I've done a lot of that since I started in 2020 and I'll probably be doing a lot more in the future. And then on the other side, when you find out that you're running up against some caps and how much you can bring in, mm. you got to do some analysis and say, all right, I really don't need this or, you know, I could throw this away. So it's a big role. It's a big task. So we try to fit that in when we can, because I have a phrase that I use and I used this back when I was, I used to be an audio engineer in my, my past life. So, wow. you know, recording musicians and there was a term we used called garbage in garbage out where mm -hmm. basically you record a really bad recording. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to fix later on. So same thing, I think with data, if you're pulling in data that's not formatted well, or you're maybe pulling in a hundred gigs when you really only need like this five gigs, it's going to be a lot of work to uh, massage that into something useful. Mm. And I assume you have to collaborate with everybody, right? The application owners, the server, people mm -hmm. who set up the logs, all that stuff. Like how's that experience been? And <laughs> how much work is on your side versus on their side? Can you share a little light into that? Yeah, that's something I really enjoy. Like I love one of the big reasons I came to ITS. I was at the San Diego Supercomputer Center before that oh, between cool. 2016 and 2020. And also a great group of people, great opportunity. Um, but ITS was intriguing to me because it is such a big, you know, enterprise-like environment to where you can go to all these various people and work with them and talk to them about the thing that they manage and they're more than likely experts in as well. So I really enjoy that dynamic aspect of it, you know, working with all these different, very intelligent people, learning from them, putting together a team to get a task done. So that's the side that I actually really like. It's weird though, because I did start during COVID. So I haven't met many of these people in person, but with Zoom and video, you know, a lot of us have kind of like geared up a lot of our peripherals. Now we have webcams. Like I remember when mm -hmm. I started, I had a laptop with a crappy webcam and a crappy mic and it's all been improved <laughs> now for me and for other people, you know, we get a close to experience. It's not going to be the same as in person, but you really can work with people, you know, with the video conferencing and feel like you're kind of moving through a process together. So it's, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else you want to share about the Lean Six Sigma project or just what you do or, you know, anything else? I think that the commitment of ITS to Lean Six Sigma is interesting. I think it's a good idea. I'm not familiar with another organization. I've certainly never worked in another organization that has such a commitment to process improvement. So that has been new to me. When I started, I'll be honest, I kind of, you know, more or less didn't care too much about it. I was like, oh, it's something they want to do. But now that I've gotten involved in it, it's very, it's, I think it's a very good idea because so many times in, in every job I've had and all my roles, there's just processes that are inefficient and they're never checked. And then for some people, decades will go by and they're never improved. So um, that's when it's really good to have an outsider come in and take a look at it and be like, how can I improve this process? How can I make this go faster? And there is like kind of a little bit of a, you know, a heavy dose of fulfillment when you can get that. So I, I think that's really neat. I'm excited to, you know, to finish up this screen belt and just find other ways that we can do process improvement in the future. Hmm. I know this might be a bit early to ask, but do you think you'd go for the black belt eventually? Ah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I really like computers. <laughs> I really like. Oh, know, yeah? Do you? <laughs> 
I really like programming. I really like, you know, working with computers. I like working with people as well, but I've always thought of black belt as very like process improvement career. I could be wrong. Mm. If that wasn't the case, then I think so. Maybe as long as it wouldn't take away too much from, you know, being able to do what I love, which is, you know, work with various systems and, and further development efforts. Because yeah, I think that process improvement is very interesting. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Before we end, as promised, I believe I have one more joke. All right. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Ready? What did the hackers out of office message say? <laughs> um, hackers out of office. I don't know. I have no idea. Gone fishing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. I'll uh, I'll grab that one too. You use that one too? Okay, okay. Oh cool, yeah, cool. I'll use it with my daughter. <laughs> She's gonna be like, really? Like, Who are you talking to at work? <laughs> you should lose those friends. <laughs> well, thanks, Ed. We really appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing a little bit more about what you do at UCSD, ITS, and also how you're helping to improve the department. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun just to talk about this stuff. The joke helped, right? The joke? The joke was everything. That's that's really <laughs> why it? I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Yeah, you're welcome. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.